keeping you posted on the biggest contest in football. This is The Rivalry. Welcome back to The Rivalry. My name is Mitch. That's Jace over there. Jace, how are you doing this morning? Doing good, man. 19 days to football, 20 days to football, something like that. Less than three weeks to football. 19 days to football. We are The Rivalry. We are your garbage-free sports show, basically. Though some may argue that this whole show (laughs) is garbage. But what we mean by that is we are a place that you can come to get all the information on Ohio State football, on Michigan football, get hyped for the game coming up in 100 days, and you're, so you're staying in the loop. I, I think we're somewhat enjoyable here. I, ho- I, I like to hope think so. so. I like to think of myself as enjoyable. But this is also something that you can listen to with the kids. This is the second of our preseason episodes that we have. Um, and so we covered a lot of the basics last time as far as uh, teams go, as far as what's going on with uh, both teams. We're going to continue that into today. We're going to look at some polling, some team controversies that are going on in the Big Ten, and then uh, some more star players to look out when you get uh, into football season. So Jace, what's going on with polling? Yeah. uh, AP ballots due yesterday. Those will be released to the public on Monday, August the 20th. Um, So we don't have those yet. Coaches poll though, Ohio state sitting at number three, which, you know, behind Alabama and Clemson seems to be a really good spot for them. Michigan, not so much. Michigan's kind of in the middle of the pack ranked 14th preseason. Not really a surprise given the way that their season ended, but, I don't think that Urban Meyer or Jim Harbaugh or Dwayne Haskins or Shea Patterson or any of these guys care all that much about preseason polling. It's more fun just for folks like us to be able to talk about and be like, oh, did you see who got ranked such a at the end of the day? It's not going to matter as a Michigan guy. I'm willing to admit this. Michigan and Tennessee are two teams that stereotypically get ranked top 10 in the preseason polls, or at least top 15. And they're always worse than and that. And never live up to that expectation. So to me, this means maybe this is a good thing. Just don't rank Michigan to start off, and maybe they, we pull a surprise on everybody. I feel I think there's too many acronyms in my life. And I've stuck with college football for a while. I've been paying attention to college football for a long time. And for some sad reason, yesterday was the first time that I found out that AP stands for Associated Press. And I feel like I'm not the only one, or at least I'm hoping I'm not the only one. You so for might all be of those the only one that are like me one. and didn't know what AP stood for, it means Associated Press. So that means that there's <laughs> 65 sports writers and broadcasters that send in their top 25 and they compile all of that to make their top 25. And as usual, Ohio State is normally towards the top and they normally follow through on that. Michigan is always either unranked or towards the bottom and they always follow through on that or do worse wow. than what they project. <laughs> so that. <clears throat> yeah, serves you right. Gosh, I had a donut this morning <laughs> and I cannot get this feeling out of my throat. And you know what the problem was? It wasn't a Buckeye donut. That's the problem. Was it one of those white powdery donuts? Exactly. Is that what it is? It's just stuck. Those stick with you, man. Have you ever had a Buckeye donut? It is I've heaven. had like a chocolate Buckeye. It's the no, same no, no, thing, No, 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 right? no, 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 no. Like Buckeye donuts on campus. The oh. Buckeye donuts, uh, Buckeye donut. Let's just say yes. No, there's a there's a <laughs> right and wrong answer. You either have and you've experienced yeah, Kevin I, or you haven't. I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time on campus, so they, probably not. They are not. so perfect. They are like that crispy, warm on the outside, the fluffy on the inside. The chocolate. People know what I'm talking about. People have gone <laughs> to Buckeye Donuts, and I didn't have one of those, and it makes me upset because now I can't talk. Anyway, where are we? Oh, okay. So we're we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about polling. So I looked at the Sports Illustrated. I don't know why I did this, but I looked at the Sports Illustrated nationwide top 100 football teams, where they ranked them. 
They had Ohio State at number nine this year, which wow. is surprisingly low. They had Clemson, Alabama, Wisconsin, Washington, Oklahoma, Georgia, Penn State, Auburn, and then OSU. And they had Michigan at 15, which is, that's that's more accurate. Yeah, not a lot of discrepancy there from the Michigan side, but that's, that's a big jump from three to nine. Though. They had Washington at number four. Washington went 10 and three, and on their schedules last season was Cupcake State, Unicorn University, and they lost to a 10 and, no, wait, what is that? <laughs> They lost 13 to 7 to an unranked Arizona State in the middle of the season. I remember that game. And they're yeah. number four. Outside of maybe USC, the Pac 12 doesn't do much for me. They're not good. <laughs> um, I think the surprise there for me is. <clears throat> yeah, you have one of those donuts. Man, got, <laughs> I didn't even have a donut today. I think the surprise for me, though, is, is having Wisconsin sit that high. And again, Preseason, I strongly believe it doesn't matter. But here we are anyway. Wisconsin is is not a good team. I'm sorry. I know they beat Michigan last year. Wisconsin's not a good team. Well, Michigan's not a good team. They didn't. Michigan's better than Wisconsin, though. (laughs) Wisconsin looked so mediocre in that game at home. They don't play anybody. They're like Iowa. They don't play anybody. And they go 10-3. And I was like, oh, look at Wisconsin. And then they get the, you know what, knocked out of them in the Big Ten Championship. (laughs) Every single year. All of this is trivial. None of this matters until week one when we see who's playing and we see, you know, what the projections, what teams are looking like after week one. This is all going to get refreshed. Team controversies. There's a lot of stuff going on in the Big Ten. We've seen stuff with Maryland recently. We've, of course, all heard about the Ohio State issues that are being tackled. And we also have Michigan rate recently. What's going on with Michigan, Jace? Yeah, so there are some... I guess uh, not necessarily allegations. There's an investigation going on right now for uh, Michigan in regards to selling some equipment that players are gifted. So again, NCAA violations are a huge topic that is well within the beyond the scope of what we can tackle in one 15 to 20 minute podcast. Uh, but basically you can't get stuff from the NCAA and then sell it back and make pro you. That's, that's a no go. So Michigan has these jump man uniforms. Okay. The Michael Jordan brand, they have the shoes, the cleats, and there were some shoes from the University of Michigan that ended up on the market and people were going, wait a second, you, you can't, you can't do this. North Carolina just got in trouble for a very similar thing. So Michigan has been doing a self-report, self-investigation. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> commented on this yesterday. Uh, I'm trying to pull this up. I'm so excited. I watched a interview with him today and every time he's looking at the camera, he looks just so amazed at the questions being asked. I love the guy. He is just so interesting. So what, what did he say? So, so Harbaugh says, and this is from uh, Nick Baumgartner. He's a beat writer in Detroit for the free pet pe- for, uh, for the Detroit free press. <laughs> he says Harbaugh, he tweeted this out yesterday. He says Harbaugh doesn't anticipate anyone missing time for selling shoes. All current players had to go through a shoe inventory. <laughs> And all shoes were present, and Harbaugh said if anyone gets caught selling a shoe, of course, they'll miss games. <laughs> I didn't know a shoe inventory was an official investigation term, but uh, I, I love it. So, yeah, so they're basically trying to do the self-report thing to avoid what happened with Ohio State under Trestle, which was similarly the tattoo gate thing. Um, and again, I think it was blown molehill into mountain because... Trestle kind of walked his way around it and turned a blind eye to it and it blew it out of proportion. Michigan's basically trying to avoid doing that and it doesn't sound like any starters for sure. Any key players have anything to do with this. It's weird because I saw a box on your desk yesterday that (laughs) looked a lot like a shoe box with blue and yellow colors on it. The kicks that I wear to work on my own time 
is nobody's, not the NCAA's business, nobody's business except me and Shea Patterson's. What? <laughs> yeah, when the news breaks next week that Jace bought Shea Patterson's cleats, we'll have it here right for you. <laughs> Just trying to give Dylan McCaffrey a shot. That's all I'm doing. So Ohio State is still investigating the Urban Meyer situation. It should be concluded by the end of the week, uh, and we'll know. I'm guessing by Friday or Monday whether Urban will be one with the university or how many games suspension that he will have. My prediction is that he's going to be on the sidelines week one. You don't think, think he misses any time? I don't think so. I wow. think a lot of the more informations and stories that come out, it isolates Urban Meyer uh, and it more so points towards the communication issues yeah. in the administration of the Buckeye Athletics. Is, is the communication issue enough that Urban gets... In some, even if it's a fine or a suspension, you can get in trouble for not having strong communication, right? Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, so that's where I'm still sticking with. I think he gets anywhere from a two to four game suspension and no more. But I'm with you. I think by the time we get into the heart of the season, at least the heart of the season, Urban's there, and I think anybody saying otherwise is crazy. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's some other problems happening in the Big Ten, and it just kind of stinks because people love football to get away from all of the garbage that happens um, throughout life. And so to see it kind of being tracked into here is a little upsetting, but it's all going to come by in the next couple of weeks or so, and we're going to be into the season, and hopefully a lot of this stuff gets resolved. Uh, so let's look at some of the star players. I remember as all of this stuff is going on, and I even talked about it last episode, that all of the news is pointed at the coaches. And we haven't heard anything about the teams or very little about the team. So Jason and I have gone in and we've looked at some of the players that you should be keeping an eye out for. And for Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins and Tate Martell. These are our two quarterbacks this year. Ohio State is known to have a deep offense. One or two people that we are very confident in. It's the same situation this year. Dwayne Haskins last year played in eight or nine games. He had 70% completions, four touchdowns, and one interception. He's a throwing quarterback. We're used to a running quarterback with JT. Tate Martell is more comparable to JT Barrett. Uh, where he runs a lot more. So to have them going back and forth this season is going to be really good. And the other back and forth we're going to see is between, again, J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber, our running backs. Um, J.K. is definitely more the more agile, more quick, speedy. Um, he's gotten 7.2 yards per carry last year, which is insane. He has seven touchdowns. Mike Weber, when he comes in, is more of the brute force, going to push through a line. He's a bigger frame person. He had 6.2 yards per carry average and 10 touchdowns. So as far as quarterbacks and running backs are concerned, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I don't think that – I think if Haskins is the guy, you're not going to see the I, – I can't imagine Urban playing the two quarterbacks system all that much. The plug-and-play last year with Dobbins and Weber, though, it works. Um, mm -hmm. It works to switch it up. And uh, if you're a defense – so in Michigan's case, if you've got all these big guys on defense, you've got to be so aware at the end of the year who's in – Who's lined up where? What are they looking? And you know that there's going to be stuff that they're going to throw at you that you haven't seen yet this year because both coaches prepare just for that game. But again, for Ohio State, that depth at the position, some teams don't know how to handle it. And some teams try, well, we're just going to let everybody. No, Urban knows how and when to move those pieces around. And it's it's going to be a force to be stopped. Plus Nick Bosa. Joey Bosa's younger brother I heard of him. is a force <laughs> to be reckoned with. He is just behind his brother on tackles for loss, on sacks. He's two games behind. So, I mean, he is right there with his older brother, who was amazing. And he should have you shaking in your Shea Patterson cleats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. Michigan's offensive line, just looking ahead 100 days to the, to the game and trying to <laughs> analyze that from the preseason is probably not the wisest thing, but here I am anyway. Um, Michigan's offensive line has been a big question mark. And 
having mediocre quarterbacks in the past has not helped either. So yeah, I mean, that's something they're going to have to work on. One good thing that I do like about Patterson, though, is that he throws and he can beat you with his legs, too. And that's mm-hmm. something Michigan has not had in a long time. That's true. Um, someone that can do both of those things and do them well. Another guy to keep an eye out for, Jeffrey Okuda. This guy is awesome. I saw him on practice. Uh, 11 Warriors and Ohio State that Athletics were tweeting out videos of him breaking up passes and getting just unbelievable heights. He's not a guy. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. So keep an eye out for him on defense. And then Austin Mack, he's the receiver that was so crucial in the Penn State game last year. He's going to be back as well. So very excited for the Buckeye side of things as far as players are concerned. Well, and the good news too is that with all this urban stuff trying to get settled, Ohio State opens up with a real nice schedule. Of Not that you would ever want this to happen, but of all the times for this to happen, for your players to walk through this, especially Ohio State is a fairly young team in a lot of key positions. Running back as a sophomore, Haskins is a sophomore. You've got Oregon State, you've got Rutgers. Yeah, you have a game at TCU, then you come back and play Tulane. You play Little Sisters of the Port. Like, it's good. If you're trying to get at we have a weak schedule. No, no, no. Because I've actually said in the last podcast that I think the schedule is good. But I'm saying the way that the schedule lines up for the first four weeks is great for Ohio State to True. get some of that rust out. Wow. Especially with all this happening. And I think surprise. I think they're going to hit the middle of the season in good stride. I think they will. They're a good team. This is nice. I'm not used <laughs> to this. Don't get used to it, okay? <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's that's the way that shook out this year. Is there any other information about Michigan that we should know about? Um, the only <laughs> the only thing <laughs> that you should know is that we don't know, in air quotes, who the starting quarterback is still to this day. And I love this because Harbaugh... You know, classically doesn't release the death chart, doesn't release whatever. Which doesn't make he, any sense. He continues in his, I love it though, in his press conference, he continues to just say, yeah, no, no one's really pulled away yet. He's even got some of the players on board with this. I got to pull this up too. This is also from Nick Baumgartner. Great follow on Twitter, by the way. Running back Chris Evans um, asked about Shea Patterson being you know starting quarterback. And I quote, Chris Evans on Shea Patterson, great leader, just like all the other quarterbacks, great arm, great awareness, play caller, blah, 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 just like all the other quarterbacks. Direct quote. So Harbaugh's even got him in on just saying, yeah, we're not going to tell you. It's going to be Patterson. But I I love that. I love that fire from Harbaugh. And I don't want to get back into this again because we (laughs) talked about this last time, but I just do not see a benefit of doing this. Who cares? But we're talking about it, though. That's fair. (laughs) A lot of people talk about it. People want to play for a guy like Harbaugh who has that fire instead of the mediocre hot dog water years of Brady Hoke. That's it. People would much rather come play for a guy like that or a guy like Urban than a guy who's just going to be there to just clap on the sidelines while you're getting blown out by Notre Dame. Wow. All right. We are under 20 days till football. We have 100 days until the game. We are going to keep you posted every week. Check us out on 1049theriver.com every Wednesday in order to get yourselves up to speed on what's happening. Football's coming, folks. Football's coming. See you later. Not just a game. It's the game. You're listening to The Rivalry.